Agents Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by ZBuyer, and ZBuyer offers an unparalleled home buyer and seller lead generation service. It's made by realtors for realtors, which is kind of the cool thing. Since 2003, ZBuyer has been continually perfecting state-of-the-art lead generation pathways. In fact, I've been using them since 2009. And ZBuyer brings motivated home buyers and sellers to you virtually. Visit zbuyer.com forward slash LCA to see how ZBuyer can help you close more deals in 2022. Lab Code Nation, welcome back to another episode of the Lab Code Agents podcast. Uh, and today I'm excited to, uh, to interview this guest who's coming to us from the other side of the world. This is not my first Australian interview, but clearly I take a liking to them. Uh, and so I just keep bringing them back. And this one, more specifically, I kind of feared that she'd kick my ass if I didn't interview her based on her her past, which is in martial arts, where she was a fifth degree black belt. And my guess is she's taken that that success into the business world where she now coaches and guides many entrepreneurs to multiple X their business, monetize anything, which I think is going to be a fascinating conversation. Because when, when you real estate agents think about what it is that we do for a living, mortgage professionals, you know, most of us have a one track mind, which is get buyer, get seller, get borrower, close deal, make paycheck. But there's a lot of other areas that we can do that. And Michelle Hext, who's our guest today, is going to help teach us, maybe open up our minds to some other ideas. But first, Michelle Welcome to the show. And, and I'd like to know, I need to know about you. Obviously, I teased that you could kick my ass. That's not saying much, but you could probably kick a lot of people's ass. And so tell us about your, your past. Obviously, you're in Australia. Where did you get started? What led you to where you are today? Tell us about the martial arts. I want to hear about you. Okay. Firstly, thank you for having me. And um, yeah, you guys love Aussies. Like we're, we're pretty laid back and it's a good thing. That's why I love visiting your country. Like, I'm always treated very, very well. Okay. So yeah, the, the martial arts thing, I, I found martial arts late in my life. I was 22 when I started training. I'm 53 as of March. So it's been a long, the longest relationship I've ever had in my life and the most fulfilling relationship I've had in my life. But I, I went into martial arts like many, because for the reasons I guess that many people do, and that is a childhood of domestic abuse, sexual abuse, poverty, things like that. So when you grow up in a childhood that's quite random and you never really know, like the rules change all the time. What you got into trouble for yesterday, you can get away with the next day. Like everything's very random. And so um, I think humans seek structure, even when we don't have it. Uh, when we don't have it, especially when we've never had it, there's something it's like where we hone. It's like we're like seeking, seeking, seeking this thing that we can lean on. And for many of us, it's structure. And if you've grown up in a household where you've had a lot of structure and discipline and things like that, it might have felt like it sucked <laughs> because you weren't allowed to do anything or whatever. But if those rules were always enforced in the same way, then it's actually a gift that if you look back later in your life, you probably see, yeah, you know, the fact that there was so much structure and I knew no meant no and yes meant yes and all the rest of it, you know, it's actually quite a gift. And so martial arts was the thing that I sought because I knew it would create 
some self-discipline and I'm, I've always been somebody who's like to challenge myself. You know, I moved out of home when I was 16. I was forced to leave school when I was 14. So I've been adulting pretty much since very young. You know, I was taking care of my brothers and sisters. I'm the oldest from the time I was like nine or 10. So I've been adulting quite a long time now. And so, yeah, I moved out of home and it was living as an adult, a fully fledged adult by the time I was 16. And it wasn't until I was 22 that I found martial arts, but in between that, I found travel. You know, I took myself to the US for the first time when I was 20. I saw 20 states. I went over on my own um, and just figured stuff out. And 1989, so before the internet, before, you know, a phone call back home was like you had to sell a kidney to be able to make contact back home. So you just didn't and things like that. So, yeah, so I've always been pretty independent and all the rest of it. And when I fell into um, the martial art of Taekwondo, it was like the angels started singing. Everything was so structured. The style that I learned, um, you know, just like most forms of Taekwondo, you know that there's a grading on this date. And they give you a piece of paper and it's like, these are the things that you need to be good at and complete in order to like tick the box on that grading and, and receive your next belt. And for me, that was, that was just perfection. You know, it's like, I can do that. If I know what I've got to do, I can fully throw myself into this thing. And so, yeah, that began the love affair of Taekwondo. And in my twenties, my first lesson you know, I got my uniform and I went home and I don't think I took it off for three days. I just wanted to walk around in my dough walk. And so that, that gave me so much. And I, that became my, my life and my business. My first business was martial arts schools. I just found that I was very good at being able to um, get the most out of people. You know, there were, and, and later on, you know, as the years went on and I had graded through my black belts and I was grading students and grading my students through their black belts. And that's quite a test, you know, because people freak out when they get to their red belt and black belt is on the horizon and they start to tell themselves that they can't do it or they're not good enough or they never really thought they were going to get there. And so they they hit a wall of self-imposed limitations. And I became very, very good at just understanding the dynamics of the human mind and getting them to push past those really hard, difficult moments. And I think the same came with um, full contact sparring. You know, people either love it like me or, or it scares them. And so being able to help people navigate that fear and come out the other side of it, so rewarding. And so, you know, the, the coaching that I did within martial arts is the foundation of everything that I continue to do. You know, when you know how human beings, what resistance looks like and what fear looks like, and you can help people find the path forward, I think you can do that in anything. Um, and I just happen to have a pretty savvy business mind as well. So the two go really well together. I love it. And, and one thing you didn't mention, and I didn't mention, was that you are in the Australasian Martial Arts Hall of Fame, which is, you know, I, I'm, I'm standing and applauding you right now. Uh, but, <laughs> you, but you, you know, from a business perspective, you own martial arts schools, online fitness businesses. Yeah. And the name of the game is, is to find more clients, to find more paying customers, which is exactly what we're doing in real estate. And so, so I think for anybody listening right now, you're trying to get the context, okay, what's this going to bring value to my business? Yeah. I honestly would argue to most of you listening that it actually is probably just as valuable, if not more valuable, to take pieces of advice from people that aren't in our business. Because the one I would argue mistake that a lot of us make is 
We go to real estate conferences. We go to mortgage conferences. We learn the same things that all of our competitors are learning. And there's actually more value in learning from an outside experiential person, especially a success story like yourself. So if you're thinking about stopping, stop listening, don't. I think this is going to be good. And if nothing else, Michelle, selfishly, I'm going to get to ask you some questions to learn. So <laughs> I, want, I want to know, you know, from that perspective. So, you know, I mentioned it, you had these businesses, you know, and you said I had to find more clients and, and you did it. And so what was that? Like, what does that look like? And what was kind of that breakthrough for you that then led you to where you are now, now teaching people how to do that? Yeah. So these days I don't have my martial arts school. So I, I coach in the high ticket space. So I take coaches and experts and I help them monetize the bit between their ears. So I've moved on from the fitness kind of stuff, but you nailed it. When you said, when we, we look at the way our industry does things and we learn the same stuff, like we, we continue to learn the same things. That's the death of any business, I think. Where is the innovation in that? And so I'm going to go back to my martial arts school just for a moment because I think it's really relevant. You know, my, my very last martial arts school that I opened was an adults-only, women's-only full-time dojang. So I only taught adult women. And it was the most successful school I'd ever had, and it was filled to capacity in no time. And that was because I took boxing, you know, traditional martial arts marketing. And I want you to put the real estate hat on, like think about what traditional real estate marketing looks like, right? So for me, I looked at what is traditional martial arts marketing and it's like, well, the schools teach everybody. They break down the kids' classes into little ninjas, little, little ninjas, even smaller ninjas or whatever it is. And they have all of these branded products, but they're all the same. They all look the same. And so nobody was only teaching women. And my flyers were, it was a, a lady in hot pink with ripped abs, hot pink short shorts and hot pink um, boxing gloves. And I basically said, if you think boxing's a great workout, you need to try this. Because I knew that boxing had my people. You know, so I went outside of my market to find those people. I found a, a way to relate it. And the other thing that I did was created a four-week absolute beginner program. I don't even know where I got that idea from, but people couldn't come along to my martial arts school just to try. They had to enroll in the four-week program that was run twice a term or something like that. And that created a dynamic that meant everybody wanted to move through together. So that was me taking, looking at different industries and looking and thinking, well, that could really work for my industry. So I, I feel like that's a critical piece of um, information that your guys really can take and, and play around with and think about. Um, and when it comes to the monetization of stuff, you know, when, when you're out there and you're great as an agent, you're successful as an agent, there are, you're going to make your money typically in one way or one or two ways. Right. And for me, I, I'm always looking at how can we add a low risk, low cost, but high profitable, you know, something that's highly profitable, how can we add that stream to your business? And for me, it's always been a no-brainer to teach what you know in some form. Mm -hmm. You know, I've worked with many luxury real estate agents who have been very successful and then they create these little empires of teaching the mostly women but watching women 
you know, there are some real estate agents just have it all going on. And I imagine today with all of the reality shows around luxury real estate, you know, if you put all the drama aside, like that's what people want, right? They want the lifestyle. They want the, the, you know, the glamour and all of the rest of it of being in that space. And so I help people develop those personal brands and then monetize it because the, the successful people in any industry have a lot of eyes on them. And there are people that want to pick their brain. And if you've got people wanting to pick your brain or they're paying attention, then you have something that you can monetize. And so I help people unpack that and create an offer. And in this space, the thing that I love to do is, you know, super high-end one-on-one packages and masterminds, like creating ongoing recurring revenue at a high level for people who want to, who want to rub shoulders with you and to figure out how they can do what you're doing. They just need to pay for that. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Well, so let's let's talk a little bit about that. Let me let me challenge you with some questions. So based on you know based on what you're describing and and how you coach and guide and lead people, you know, if I let, let's let, let me give you a couple of examples because I think we're talking. Obviously, there's the there's the traditional real estate agent that really has no well either they're newer to the business and they really just need to focus on you know feeding the coffer and making paychecks, right? Then there's the agent who might be aspiring to grow a team and do other things and create ancillary revenue streams. And then there's the person that's already there. Um, And maybe they haven't just monetized it yet, but let's, so let's start with one and move up to each, uh, each level. So let's start with just the real estate agent who's just selling real estate, maybe new to the business. You know, how would you coach that person uh, what's something you think you could teach them that would help them take their business up a notch or 10? Yeah, for me, it would be develop a personal brand that's really appealing to people, you know, that, that is built on authenticity because how you start and how you do the small things at the very beginning is going to set the foundation for how you do things in step three when you're there, right? You want to get to step three by being you know, a a true reflection of who you are, building a personal brand around that and then establishing relationships. I feel like customer service in, in many industries has really fallen by the wayside. And if you can build relationships with people that are long-term so that even if somebody says no right now, they're filing you away. And then I, I believe that there's so much power in follow-up. So I would get really clear at like, who are you? What do you stand for? And how can you stand out? Like, why would people say yes to you over, you know, the person standing left or right of you? Figure out what makes you unique and build a personal brand around that. So when I say build a personal brand around that, make yourself memorable. Make people go away from whatever interaction you have with them where they feel like that person is such a great person. When I'm ready to do business, that's going to be the person that I call. So plant seeds everywhere you go because they will, you know, down the track, they're going to bear fruit. And every rejection, every no, you know, don't don't let that damage your self-esteem and pull you up short. You know, make sure that you just, you know, remember the old Colonel Sanders story, you know, with his KFC recipe. It took him a, over a thousand no's before he got a yes. Just remember that your yes is not very far away. You know, if you keep doing it, if you keep showing up with integrity, if you keep, you know, building relationships, 
properly and you don't see people as a meal ticket, if you see each individual as a human being and you treat them that way, that will serve you really, really well. So if I am said real estate agent and okay, I hear what you're saying and you need to find that value. And let's just say I've been in the business, you know, a year ish and I don't know. I've only done a handful of transactions. They've been friends and family. I'm still trying to identify what I stand for. How, how can you help me find that? Like, what are, what are the, what, is there an exercise that we would do? Like if somebody's struggling to say, and, 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 I, and I say this, Michelle, from personal experience and, and by personal experience, I mean, 15, I was 15, 16 years in my business, which I'm in mortgage. And I got challenged by, I'm a leader in the mortgage space. And I got challenged by my leader. It was, about six years ago, to see, the question was posed to me like, what is your value? And it's kind of the same concept that you're asking. And I'm thinking to myself, uh, you know, like basically he asked me like, can you just spout it off right now? And I couldn't, like I hadn't yeah. practiced it. I knew I was good. I was a top producer when I was an originator, but I couldn't just vomit my value right then and there. And it was kind of an eye opener. And I went back to the drawing board and established value and then dial it in to where now I know I can have a conversation with anybody and really create differentiation between everybody else. But that's how I found it, right? So yeah. I found it by getting challenged. What if somebody just struggles with that? What, what's the advice that you give them to find that value or that differentiating piece to their business? It's so interesting. I've just printed out a workbook that I'm getting ready to to put back on the market. And it's, it's about how to create an iconic brand and it's all of those things. So just to give you an idea, one of the things that I have people do is figure out what are, what are 10 things in your life that people relate to you? What are the things that if, if somebody were to look at you and say, when you think of me, what do you think of? And yourself, what are the things? And for me, you know, I did this exercise where I wrote things like, well, my martial arts background is something that people always come back to. You know, the fact that, you know, I like to wear heels, the fact that I love pink and there are, you know, I have flowers around me. And then I put all of these things together and created a brand. And back when I first created this workbook, my brand was called The Art of Kicking Ass Elegantly. And it was this combination of, you know, me being kind of tough and martial arts kind of centric and also having this other side of me. And so when people go away, they, they're always reminded, oh, it was so surprising that that woman is a martial, you know, that, that she could kick my ass because she looks so well put together. And so that became the foundation of my brand. And so I don't think it's, it's something that you look for outside of yourself. It's definitely something that you go inward and you think, what are the parts of my personality that I love? What are the parts of my personality that are memorable? What are the things that I want to be known for? For, and then how can I condense that down to become, you know, maybe call it a mission statement? And then how do I get to reflect that visually in my brand? And how do I reflect that with my communication style? And yeah, it's not a five minute job. It's a matter of sitting down and getting really clear about your value, because without that full knowledge of, of your value, you're going to go around with cap in hand. You know, the, the energy is just quite different to somebody who is absolutely confident in their skin and confident that they can deliver. Um, I think the other thing that's going to give people confidence to really pursue that personal route, the, the personal brand route, is get clear about what, what are your boundaries? Like what will you do that other people won't? 
Another thing that I can relate it to is I have a, a client that sells, um, she, she trains salespeople who sell luxury cars. And, you know, one of the things that we spoke about when I was helping her develop this product is like women not treated very well on the showroom floor. Like, you know, we're not treated like we understand cars and things like that. And so her, the specialty that she's teaching is helping um, the men understand how to sell to women and how to develop rapport with women, how to create relationships with women, how to follow up, how to, the follow-up is very important for women. And so you know, figuring out, okay, what, what are other people not doing that I feel like I want to do? And so maybe that's, you know, following up, maybe that's making sure you know when somebody's birthday is so that you can reach out and just send them a card. It might seem cheesy, but sometimes these things really have an impact, but it all comes down to the relationship building stuff, but you're right. Figure out who you are and what you stand for and whatever process you need to go through to do that. Um, there are very many ways, but if if your listeners want to message me um, and ask for the br- blueprint, I'm happy to, to to give it to them so they can put themselves through that process. Awesome. We'll definitely share that uh, at the end for sure on how to how to connect with you. And if I can, and, and, and I mentioned in the in the beginning of this conversation, this particular conversation, I, I will say from personal experience, it wasn't like I just went back to the drawing board and figured it out over a two or three hour session. It actually took a couple of years then. Uh, for me, because it ended up being a development of value propositions that I kind of st- stumbled upon, but that was part of it because I was seeking it. I ended up finding it and ended up focusing on that. And then voila, I created said value. But a lot of it is, is like you mentioned, some of it's just soul searching, figuring out who am I, what, what can I do differently? What can I do better? How do I want to be different? But some, in my opinion, especially in the real estate space, there's so much content. And there's so much out there in the world that a lot of it, sometimes you don't even have to, you don't have to um, recreate the wheel. I mean, you can find what somebody's doing in another market and say, man, I've not seen this in my market. I'm going to take this and run with it. It's going to become my value. So I think there's a number of ways to, I'm not the teacher of this. I just have some personal experience. I wanted to add that thought. Yeah. I think that's valuable for sure. So let's take it to the next level. So now we've got the, you know, a little bit more experienced real estate agent who is like, okay, I've got a good business, but I can feel that I just don't know that I want to do this forever. I, I, I'm burning out a little bit and I'd like to find some other streams of revenue, uh, other areas of my world to monetize. What kind of advice would you give to that person? Yeah. So I'd have a look at um, where does your greatest success lie? So what is the component of your business that you feel like is very effortless? And so maybe it's attracting leads. Maybe it's, you know, closing the sale. Maybe it's the the sales, you know, your unique sales technique. Maybe it's in building those relationships. Maybe, you know, have a think about what, what would you, if you were to look at what, what makes you successful like what, what is the thing that you do probably better than anybody else that feels effortless that other people don't do as well as you and all of the rest of it and think about what is that component? Um, people get a little bit overwhelmed when they try to condense, like, like teach every single thing that they know, find an element that can be a standalone offer because again, we want to, we don't want to be lost in the masses. You know, like you said, there's so much information out there. It's very easy to get lost. So figure out the the one thing and then dial that up 
so if it's lead generation, for example, you're like, leads are never a problem for me. Like I always have enough leads and, you know, leads are the lifeblood of any business. Right. And so you can teach that in the form of, you know, a group coaching program or a digital course or something like that. Um, and you just want to teach people. So what we do, the, how we break it down is we look at, okay, so what is the outcome that you want to deliver? And let's just use lead generation as a, as a good example. So how to generate X amount of leads in your real estate business or in your mortgage business every month, for example. So that's the, that's the outcome. That's the promise that you're going to make. Then you want to unpack well, how do I do that? Like, what are the steps that are going to help me to deliver that? So the first one might be, well, the first thing that I do is blah, blah, blah. So that's your first step. And then you, you just build out the steps. And then before you know it, you've got your framework. And then that's when we need to layer the marketing over the top of it, you know, build out the content and, and all the rest of it. But content creation these days, like the rule of thumb probably always has been other than the early, early internet days is less is more. People want enough information to be able to go and take the action to get the result. They don't want to know every single thought that you have in your head um, put down on paper and they have to, you know, wade through hours and hours of content. What's the fastest way that you can get people that result and then just unpack it in four steps, seven steps, whatever it is, and then go about building that. I love that. So, which kind of which kind of led into the next level, which is yeah. okay. I'm dialed into my value. I've even you know I've got a handful of people in in a coaching platform, but how do I take it next level? How do I go uh, from as you say? Uh, I think it was a five k month to a twenty k month plus. Yeah. Uh, in, in a platform like that, how do you guide someone to get to those levels? Yeah. So for me, it's like we're talking about the rock stars in the industry, right? And they've got eyes on them and, and people know they're successful and established and all the rest of it. My favorite product is, for people like that is the mastermind. So something like a six or a 12 month mastermind, or you can call it a mentorship if, if you wanted to. And that's where you create a framework over the course of six or 12 months where you get to teach them what you know. You know, a great example is um, a mentorship that I, I run and, you know, there are, it's over six months and there are uh, six like focuses, one focus every single month, but essentially it is over six months, I'm going to teach you everything that I know and I'm going to make sure that you implement it. And so it's, it, it's a lot less about creating lessons for people than it is about just giving them exposure to you. So you might do a couple, you know, one or even a couple of live calls every single month that a group, so everybody gets to come together so that you're not having to do the one-on-one -on -one thing. You get to leverage your time, but it would be, again, you would brand it. So it would be something like, you know, the seven figure real estate mogul mastermind or something like that. I'll just pull that out of my butt. So you, you know, you get creative and think about what it would be for you. Um, but you brand it, you develop again, that similar framework that we spoke about before, but it's more encompassing. It's, it's a bigger goal. And then you lead people through that. And it's so easy to create multiple seven figure another multiple, sorry, six figure revenue stream just through that alone, through what's between your ears and, and, and a Zoom call and a group of people that are willing to pay for it. 
I love that. And so, you know, what, what does that look like? So for, for somebody, you, you make it sound kind of simplistic. You make it sound very easy. It can't be it, that easy. It, it really is. And I'm glad you said that because for me, the masterminds and things like that are the easiest things I ever run because the people at that level, the people that are investing at that level, they don't want 101. They're not, they don't want to use you as Google. They, they want the high level stuff. And what they're really paying for is to be in your orbit, to be able to have access to you. So the, the structure of the content is important. You, you want to lead them on a path, right? You want to say, okay, so in month one, what we're going to do is figure out you know, your personal brand, like, who are you? How are you going to show up? These are the things that I learned, you know, here are the steps. What questions do you have? And so the the value isn't in you delivering a one lesson and saying, this is what we're focusing on this month. The value is going to be in the support that you give them as they implement it, because humans and resistance mean that they're going to freak themselves out and they're not going to do the work because it's hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so your job is to, to be there in your um, forum, whatever that looks like for you. And on those calls, just keeping people moving forward. But the people that are investing at that level, they're very self-directed. They're very ambitious. And so they're going to soak up anything that you have to say and, and they're going to do the work. And so, honestly, the people that pay me the most are the people that demand my time the least because they already know what they want. They just feel like they need access to somebody like me to answer the questions. And oftentimes, you know, those questions, you know, the answers that they get are within them anyway, And but they just want to have um, somebody validate it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've got a client, I spoke with her yesterday afternoon. The 5K formula is, is you know, the, the $5,000 package. And I, I have my client selling three or four of those a month in the early days. But she she jumped, she sold, a, she was selling her $5,000 package. And a month ago, she sold an 85000 paid in full US dollar upfront package. Yeah. And she's an e-commerce coach. And I asked her, I said, okay, so we need to unpack this. So I guided her around boundaries and things like that. And so one of the things that she she said is, I said, okay, so what, what was the difference between you selling a $5,000 product and an $85,000 product? Let's just figure out why you did this because you now have an $85,000 product. Like this isn't a one-time thing. This is an, this is an $85,000 product. And so we, what we developed was things like boundaries. So for her, if somebody, she was going to charge $25,000 for it. So the boundary was, we don't undercharge for this. Another boundary was, this doesn't mean you have me 24 seven, here are my set hours. And this is, this is when you can access me. And so having those really strong boundaries in place, and it was a less is more approach rather than feeling like, she has to sell like you know, give her first born child to the client because the client invested. And so her ability to say it's just this meant that she could, she felt like she wasn't going to sacrifice a lot to be able to say yes to that client. So the client was like, no problem, 85,000. And when we were speaking um, last night, I said, how, how is it going? And she said, great. She said she did wouldn't, she did want an SOS call the other night. And I was like, oh, it was going to be midnight my time. And I said, look, you can have 20 minutes. It's going to be three and a half thousand US for the, and she's like, no problem. 
And so the the client paid her three and a half thousand dollars for this 20 minute fire to put out a fire. And now the client knows that that's an option. Now the client knows what that costs. She'll be doing that like regularly for sure. And so the reason that I'm sharing that story is like, honestly, what she was doing at 5,000 is not a lot different to what she's doing at 85,000. But the difference was she realizes now I can absolutely deliver a result. She was underselling herself basically. She's so confident in her ability to do the work. And the client had said to her, you know, knowing what you know, she's already generated another 1.2 million in this woman's business in, in like two months. And she said, if you asked me to pay you a million for this, I would pay it. So, you know, that what happens is we make these big, bold moves. It's like, I'm, I'm launching a mastermind. It's going to cost people 20 grand to be a part of. I'm going to take 10 people in this first round just so I can find my feet with it. You do it one time, you you get bold, you know that you can deliver a result because you've done it yourself. You, you put faith in yourself, you go for it. And then when you do it that one time, the next time it's 50,000 because you know those people are going to get a return on investment. Yeah. And as you said before about the developing that personal brand and it takes a couple of years, like finding your feet and finding your confidence and having the practice of delivering really good results can take time, but the, but we don't have to start at a thousand dollars because if you're already a rock star in the industry, you've got an asset, you've got something that people want. So price it accordingly and you're going to attract the right people. It kind of made me think about uh, completely diverting the conversation in a way, because, you know, we're talking about the high end person wanting to create you know, another revenue stream or, or grow their revenue stream. But it also takes me back to that early on real estate agent, the one who's just getting started in the business. And, and this is kind of off topic in a way, but not really in the sense that, you know, you hear, you're hearing the other side. So the, the masses are on the side that are paying for the coaching. Yours, we're sitting here talking to the people that are going to be the coaches, which isn't going to be, it's going to be a fraction of the number of the people listening, but it's also, and to me, somewhat validating to the person listening how important and validating coaching in general is. Uh, and, and I think it's it's under it's undervalued. It's it's yeah. uh, it's undermined in a way because I think that the young real estate agent or the struggling real estate agent says to themselves, their objection is, I can't afford this. I can't afford a thousand bucks a month. I can't afford five grand a month. I can't afford 500 bucks a month. And then they just meander their way through mediocrity forever and can't figure yes. out why they can't get out, yeah, get through it. So I, I'm just curious, what would you say to that person who, you know, doesn't have a budget, they are broke and, yeah. you know, they're living paycheck to paycheck. And so how do they get out of their own way to kind of stair step it because I, I don't think you would advise somebody who's living paycheck to paycheck to go into a five grand a month coaching platform. But what would you advise somebody like that? Because I have a feeling somebody listening, thinking to themselves, oh, shit, he just labeled me. All right. Talk me out of it. And what would you say? Yeah, I know. It's it's. I think back to myself, right? I'm never going to ask my clients to invest in something that I would never invest in myself. And I'm that person that will spend my last dollar on the course or the coach because I know it's what I need. So I'm not a very good advocate for that. You know, I'm, I'm always the sort of person that is like, I'm going to say yes to this. And then I'm going to make that decision 
the perfect decision. Like I'm going to make sure that I get that return on investment. And I don't think anybody motivates, I don't think anything motivates people more than throwing the cart before the horse and then having to figure out how to get the thing moving, you know, because when you invest, you just, you have to, like you, you cut off any decision to like to not make this work because you've made a commitment. Um, but yeah, you're right. If somebody's going paycheck to paycheck, I'm not going to suggest that they, you know, sell a kidney or whatever to be able to afford it. But I would look at things like, don't just settle on any coach. You know, there are a lot of coaches out there. So make sure that it fits within your budget, but it's still got to be a stretch, right? So I charge 10,000 US a month for my coaching now, but there are coaches out there that are getting started, but they know a lot of stuff and they're charging $500 a month because they haven't quite worked out their value yet, even though they bring value. So what I would do even as, as a first step would be, make a list of coaches that you think could be a potentially be a good fit for you and then go and speak to those client those coaches do the free discovery call and take something away and implement it you know if the coach is the right fit for you then you know take a risk and say yes i would always do that i would always take a risk and say yes because it's going to move you forward but you might just do three or four discovery calls and that's going to generate something in you that generates the revenue that you need to go and hire that coach. But don't sit there and, and put it off, put it off, put it off, start taking action. Because if you go and you, you schedule those discovery calls and you speak with the right coaches and those coaches are the right fit for you, you're going to find a way to afford it. And then when you find a way to afford it, that's going to move you forward. But honestly, the, the best time to invest in coaching was last week. And if last week is not an option, then the, the next time is now. And if you really have no money, if you don't have any money at all to spend, then buy the book, you know, buy a book that's going to help you go and have a look at people who have been successful, you know, Grant Cardone, love him or hate him, you know, like he's full on. Um, but, you know, he, he has built an empire around selling. So if selling and lead generation is something that you're struggling with, go learn from the best, you know, go buy the book. A book is $20, but learn, like you've got to be in a, an environment of learning and expansion to be able to progress forward. Yeah. I love that. Listen to podcasts. And actually you just gave me another idea. You know, you as the potential client, the new real estate agent, you might actually be able to identify someone who doesn't even realize they should be coaching. You could go find that person and say, man, I would love to have a twice a month call with X, Y, Z that, you know, Sally or Joe. And you know what? It's, it's, it's a hard ask to say, well, you'd set the time aside because they might be a busy real estate agent. So maybe here's an idea. Suggest to somebody who's not even coaching, hey, I'd love for you to coach me, but I'm not going to ask you to do it for free would you do two calls a month with me for 500 bucks a month? And now you make a suggestion, you're getting a steal, but to yeah. the person coaching you, that's great because they never thought about coaching before. Maybe I just came up with something for all of you newbies out there. Go find yeah. those people that are crushing it in business that you could learn from, offer to pay them so that you don't just steal their time. And all of a sudden you might be onto something. And then now, now both of you, you just created something. You're gonna grow your business, and they're going to potentially start a coaching business and win-win, right? 
Yeah, that's it. And the, yeah, you've just got to get creative, but set the intention, be really yeah, strong and intentional about this desire to have somebody to help you get there faster, you know, so learn from somebody who's, who's already done what you've done. And, you know, people underestimate books, you know, back when I didn't have the money for things, I was getting all of my information from books, mm-hmm. but the difference is you, you read it and you move on or you, you implement it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you do the work that is set out in the chapters and you, you make sure that you, you know, treat it like a coaching product. And if you do that, you're going to get somewhere. Love it. And if you're, uh, if you're not a reader like me, uh, and I want to be a reader, I just don't make the time for it, but I do make the time to listen because I'm a runner. I can't read while I'm running, but I can listen while I'm running. Yes. I bike and I can listen. And so I listen to podcasts. I'll buy, buy, you know, the audio books and, and there's really no excuse. Uh, I think you're right. I think what differentiates some of the best from the rest is those that make the time to consume and educate and learn. And um, I think that's powerful, yeah. not, not just books, but also other humans, you know, you know, you are the sum yeah. of the people you spend the most time with. That's not cliche. That's factual. Um, yeah. I've lived it. I know a lot of people that have, and, and it's powerful. So Michelle, this, this has been great. It's been awesome to, to hang out with you. What, what would be some parting advice that you would give to our audience? I think it would be to ask yourself, like, what do you want? Like, what do you really want? What's, what's the vision that you have for this? Like you, you moved into this industry because you, for a reason, right? There, there was a, a desire that you had for this to fulfill something for you, you know, whether it's status, whether it's um, financial reward, whether it's, you know, security for your life or whatever it is, like there's a reason that you got into it. And there was a, like an ultimate vision be honest with yourself about what that is and be okay with it. You know, a lot of people get scared by their big vision. You know, they think, well, I'm going to be disappointed or if I try and I fail, then I'm going to look like an idiot or whatever it is. It's like, no, get clear, anchor yourself into what that vision looks like and then don't let it go. Like don't don't let it go. Adjust how you go about achieving it but set it in stone, you know, things like, you know, I've got a vision board there. I've got a vision board there. I've got, you know, I set intentions and write my goals every day and things like that. It's like, we've got to maintain the same sort of pressure on ourselves that, that helped us create the vision in the first place. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, okay, I'm going into real estate because I've been watching Selling Sunset, for example, and I want to be that person. Well, you can be that person, there is no reason why you can't be that person. You've got the same going for you that everybody else has. Like everybody starts from nothing. And if you are defeated before you start, don't bother because any industry where you're, you know, making money is your responsibility as opposed to just going and getting a, a paycheck every week, fully understand that the buck, the buck stops with you. And you get to find a way to do this creatively and a way that you love it and enjoy it and you make your dreams happen or you get to live in fear and let fear rule your decisions and disappointment rule your decisions and and be the flavor of your life. We don't want that. We want to set the vision and then we want to maintain the the. Um, the pressure, you know, that the positive pressure around that. It's like when you set a goal and you see the vision, you know what's possible for you. Don't let yourself off the hook. You know, that's not to say you have to burn yourself out. I'm just talking about visualizing every morning or writing your goals down or, as you say, listening to a podcast. Listen to this podcast and go away and think, if I were to develop a personal brand right now, what would that look like? Mm-hmm. 
take something, use it, you know, it's going to move the needle for you. Yeah. Love it. Fantastic. So we mentioned earlier that uh, you were going to tell our listeners how they can connect with you. So where can they, if they just want to go stalk you a little bit, where's the best place to stalk you? And if they want to connect directly to you, where can they connect directly to you? Yeah. So Instagram. So I'm at Michelle Hext and I manage my own DMs and everything like that. So feel free to drop in. And as I said, if you want that branding blueprint, um, let me know and I can send you that. The other place is my website, michellehex.com. Um, you that will take you to, you know, my, my latest offers and my freebies and, and things like that. So I've got a freebie there that is how to develop your online course. So if you're one of those people at the, the top end and you're wanting to figure out how to monetize um, and create an online academy, like a sales academy or something like that, then you can go through that training. And there are other freebies as well on my website, but Insta and, and michellehex.com. I love it. I love it. Uh, go. I'm already, I just realized I'm already following you. So we're, <laughs> we're there. We're already friends and we didn't even know. I don't know if you're following me, but I'm following you. Well, I'm about to, as soon as I get <laughs> on. <laughs> that was, that was kind of my, you know, subliminal uh, reminder to you. Uh, awesome. Michelle, this has been fantastic. It's, it's always great to connect with new people. I hope to, I hope to stay in touch and I hope, uh, I hope some of our listeners gain a lot from this. If nothing else, uh, we spark some ideas and if they are a high level, I think, and I, you know, I think, again, you mentioned you, you work specifically with high level people. I think you're talking to a high level coach right here that uh, is, is uh, if you're charging 10 K a month, you must be, you must be helping people yield much greater than that result. Um, yeah. So that's a, that's a testament to that. So awesome. Awesome to meet you. Awesome to connect with you have safe travels when you come over here um, and you visit the slums of the United States. That's, that's an inside joke. Enjoy yourself. Stay in touch. And um, I hope we cross paths again. Thank you. Likewise. This episode is brought to you by Street Text, where you can run Facebook ads that actually work. They're ready to go Facebook ads that include landing pages, text message assistance through AI, drip emails, capture forms, and best practices. Join Street Text at streettext.com. Lab Coat Agents Podcasts.